Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Lights, Camera, Sports. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be with you on what is an exciting week in the sports calendar. And we have a very exciting guest to show for. Mark Bladshaw joins us once again. Many years, over 25 years writer at the Boston Globe, now works and writes for TMGCollegeSports.com. Mark, thanks so much for taking time out of your day uh, to help us out on this best sports week of the year here in uh, March Madness. Yeah, it's, it's my uh, my best week of the year in terms of entertainment value, especially uh, tomorrow and Friday when you have all those games. You can see every one of them depending on you know, which team you want to see. And I heard from you, from reading you, you got 68 out of 68 teams correct in your uh, preseason, and excuse me, in your prediction. Yeah, that was that was fun. I was, you know, with you know, Joey Brackett and all the other guys. So I, well, I've been part of that for almost 30 years too, just doing it on my own and having fun with it. And finally, I, I, you know, this was an easy year in terms of uh, you should get mostly 65, 66 uh, right, but, but always I was simple on the last two. But this time I got lucky. And then locally in the Northeast, do you think Syracuse should have make it? Should have made it. You know that was uh, that's a good question because that was the team I had in, in on Sunday morning, and I went back and forth, and I made some calls, and finally, uh, I was convinced that 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 the committee would think that they didn't win, you know, enough games or any games on the road against any any quality teams, and so I I, I pulled them out, and that's what happened to sixty eight out of sixty eight, ironically. Yes, because Joe Lenardi actually had Syracuse in there. The he last did. Time. That, he had six, Joe had sixty-seven or sixty-eight. So that was that was his, uh, you know, that was his uh, misstep on that one. And I, I would have had that, but I, but I finally, yeah, on Sunday morning, I, I made the switch to Kansas State. Was there, USC, I think. So there was actual sources that you talked to in the morning that you're hedging your bet that way yeah. against Syracuse. Right. They they said they said that, you know I said I, I asked and I said. Why? Why should I have Syracuse? It's they're not going to make. They're not going to make it. They don't have enough. They don't. Have, the way the committee looks at it, they won't have the credentials. I said, okay, thank you. Gotcha. What? When? Just to recap, what was their? You think their their fatal flaw was it lack of quality? You know, quality wins on the road or? Yeah, they didn't. They, they had no, no. Yeah, no quality wins on the road at all. I mean, they they, they had impressive wins in the dome, but they just were not. You know, and, and their RPI was was the most. If they would have made it, it would have been the lowest RPI for an at-large team. In, in, in the tournament since the tournament's been using that. I think it was in the 80s, and that's just unheard of for, for any team to make it with that low in RPI. Yeah, no question about it. All right, so you're based in Boston. Let's talk about Boston College here. I'm an alum, of course, as well. Uh, first of all, any update on the athletic director position here at Boston College? No, there's no sense of urgency at the heights. They're just going to wait. They're just going to wait until probably the um, middle of May and, and, and come up with their, their guy. I mean, and, and then just have that guy step in for the summer um, because they don't. The new AD. I mean, we'll have to look at the football and basketball situation, but but they they don't feel a sense of urgency to do it right now. So they're just going to wait and see what they can find. If you had to speculate at this point in March, any candidate names that come to your mind that you would be at least a potential good fit at BC for the athletic director position. I've been saying for a long time. I, w- I would hire Army AD Boo Corrigan. I think he was he was good five years ago. He's good now. He knows the terrain. He's got a great pedigree. Um, why that hasn't been done, or, or maybe it is being done, uh, I, I don't know. And the other guy that, that everyone hears is Ed McLaughlin, who is a BC guy, and he's a Virginia, uh, Virginia Commonwealth. So those two guys would, would seem to jump out. But after that, I, I, I don't know where they would go. Gotcha. And then, just to recap, the, the five-year period with Brad Bates, where do you think it went wrong with him and 
uh, in terms of the fit at Boston College? Uh, in terms of fit, I mean, I, I, I just think there were, there, were, there weren't great coaching hires. I mean, the, the basketball has not worked out, you know. Uh, you know, Steve Donahue and 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 and, and Jim Christian that they they got tumbled since and they have been in the postseason. Um, I'm not sure what what Steve Adazio is going to come up with at the end. I mean, he's still struggling to get respectability and still building after after five years. So that's the biggest thing is 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 that they they just been horrible in in, in in competition. I mean, the other stuff has been fine. The fundraising is down. Attendance is down. I mean, everything you you want for measurables for determining an AD sex success are all are all down so I, I don't see many many good things uh of the of the items that people look for gotcha and uh, do you i was reading you earlier you said there's potential rumor out there that president Leahy, father Leahy, uh might step down over the summer do you still believe that that's, that's, still, that's still out that's still out there that that when they, they're going to change the board of trustees uh chairman in in, in at the end of may and supposedly that there's going to be a change at the top two with father Leahy. now whether that comes to Come to pass again at Boston College. You never know for sure, but that that was that was certainly out there uh, for the last couple of months. So there could be a, a lot of turmoil. Really, excuse me, a lot there of turnover lot in the of summer. Changes. You could have a new president and a new AD, and you'll have a new chairman of the board. So, I mean, at the top levels, which has been a problem in BC, you have to slow down, and, and you need you need continuity from everyone down working together. And so they get they get all that right. They have a chance, but 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 the odds of getting it right, we'll see. I don't know. Well, okay. I was down in Brooklyn last week. I was there when uh, the 15 seed BC Eagles <laughs> played on Tuesday afternoon, and uh, you know it was, they played hard against Wake Forest. Kai Bowman got hurt, uh, as you know. But uh, what's your general outlook at the end of this year? Now, uh, two and 16 conference play. Uh, just what your your I like to interesting get your outlook on the program, Jim Christian, and which way this is trending. I'm trying to get a read on the program, basically. I you know, I mean, they, they could they could be getting better, but 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 uh, they won't be making much progress because look at the league. I mean, the league the league had nine teams, and it's a it's a shark infested league, and I don't know if they can compete. You know, I mean, uh, on a regular basis with what they have in on the roster, and I don't know how to get better talent on the, on, the, on, the, on the roster with all the restrictions that BC has and the lack of facilities, so it's, it's almost a catch-22 situation. I mean, they could be they could be much improved, and what, what, they'll go from 15th to 11th. I mean, is that good enough? I don't know. But you do, even with the change in staff, Jim Christian, you think, is safe uh, for a couple of years. I know there was rumors of him going down back that he might want to go leave BC, but you do think he's safe well, no, for a couple he's, of years? He's got a, he's got a million dollar a year contract, and he's got a couple more years, so he's not going to. Apparently, he's not going to leave. Um, but he's, he's going to be on the hot seat every time he, you know, all next year with the new AD, he will certainly be on the hot seat next year. And I can't imagine that that if they repeat, you know, I mean, they're two and thirty-four in the ACC in the last two years. That's that's. I mean, you think think about that for a second. Two and thirty-four for 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 a major college team that. That uh, you know, not that long ago was a regular in, 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 in postseason basketball. So, so they're going to have to produce. I mean, no matter what happens, they're going to have to. I mean, they they played better, and I like their backcourt, and they and they and they've been competitive. But the bottom line is, you got to win games. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a tough, hard nosed business. Yeah, no question about it. It's tough to watch another selection Sunday if no Boston College being selected, <laughs> and this week it really hits home. You know, this is a team that used to be in the tournament at least the first weekend. And uh, to have be on the outside now since 2009, what is that now? We're pushing eight years 
right, with, right. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a long stretch. Long stretch for any school, you're right, and especially with a team like BC, who's making it consistently every year before that time. All right, right. So, I mean, um, go, go ahead, Bob, Mark. I'm sorry. No, like I said, and and and, and they, it can be done. I mean, Al Skinner. I mean, had a, had you know, Al Skinner had a team that 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 you know competed in the ACC and in the Big East. I mean, they won 25 games. I mean, they they beat, they played. You know, were 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 they won? They won the Big East. Uh, Regular, you know, tournament one time. I mean, regular season, and 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 they competed in the ACC. So they, they can compete if you have the right, I guess, the right people in, in place. But so it, it's doable. I mean, let's see if it can be done. Yeah, no question about it. Let's switch to football. Uh, Steve Adazio had his press conference as they lead into spring practice this year. Uh, what's your take on you know macro outlook on the football program as we now basically head to spring, summer, and then uh, look ahead to the fall. Well, the, there's some good news and some some questionable news. I mean, the good news is is I I think there's some some good good young faces in there. They're going to have a you know a, a, hopefully a, they're going to have a change of quarterback. Um, they're going to have they're going to have some other other factors and, and there's some optimism. They they finished the season with three wins in a row and and, and won the bowl game. Um, but again, that's with a grain of salt. I mean, they they played three horrible teams and to win the the Eiffel 500. Uh, they played a, a horrible team in Maryland in the bowl game, and 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 so, and they're seven and six, and, and they're building your optimism on that. But but if you look at the at most of the programs, when you're in the fifth year of your program, you should be moving upward. Now they they had a dip, you know. I mean, two years last year, I mean, two years ago, you know, they they didn't win a game in the conference. They went out, they went winless in the conference in, in football and basketball. That's that's pretty hard to imagine in a fourth year rebuilding program. So again, uh, you know, and Steve Dazio has a contract through through 2020, so he's he's protected by that. But when a new AD comes in, he's going to evaluate the football program. And Steve Dazio, I think, is going to have to win at least seven games next year, or he might be in trouble. Do you think this program, the team, how they have coming back, has a potential to win those seven games? Because you're right, the, the schedule is a lot tougher next year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many new faces. I mean, you know, and 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 especially when you have untested quarterbacks who were who were you know who were running the show, that's a big gamble. So I, you know, they play open season at Northern Illinois. Well, Northern Illinois is is not a, is not you know it's not Wagner. It's it's a decent team. It played in a in a BCS game you know a couple of years ago. It's, it's a solid program and on the road. So what happens if you lose that? Then you have, then you have to play Notre Dame in a couple of weeks uh, at home. So I mean, they could be struggling again. I mean, uh, again, it's 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 a bunch of question marks that you. I don't think you should have this late, this many years into a program if you're if you're building in the right way. Having but having said that, I mean, they could start out well and then and they could go on an upward trend. Yeah, you have to always look. The defense is ahead of the offense. That's how it's always been the last couple of years. Sure. So you have to think about you have to really look out in the offense the first couple of weeks. Uh, has it approved, especially the quarterback play, Darius Wade? Will he get the look? Uh, we we don't know, I guess. Right, and then you know the freshman, the retro freshman, Anthony Brown. Brown, I think, is everyone raves about him, but he has yet to step on the field. So we'll see. Okay, Mark, let's just do a t- couple more minutes. Take a tour of New England. This looks look at college basketball, the other schools. Uh, UConn. Uh, I was down there last weekend as well in Hartford. A uh, you know they got to the semifinals. Good couple wins. Uh, but then got lost to Cincinnati team that was probably just better team. Uh, a lot of 
uh, you know, the, a lot of officials were making a lot of calls, a lot of fouls, but at the end of the day, Cincinnati was a better team. What's your take on UConn men's basketball? I think there's some some worried people there because that pro. I mean, they, I mean, the pro they they were spoiled for so many years uh, with Jim Calhoun, and then 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 right off the bat, Kevin Allen won a national championship there, and so they they assumed that it was going to be like the good old days. But they're playing in a league that the, the, the I mean, let's put, let's face it, the, the American Athletic Conference is, is not is not the Big East in terms of of, of teams coming into 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 Soares or Hartford. Um, and, and they were they, they had a bet and a mediocre the year this year, but it's it's not the same. And, and I th- I think there's some concern about about UConn and where it's going, and and, and, and they can generate the enthusiasm and, and get back in the mix. And then they they probably can, but I think there's it's not no no longer a slam dunk that they're going to be an elite team. I think they're going to have to work at it. Yeah, so it's losing its appeal. Is basically what you're saying. It's lost uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's it, there's a lot of the luster is off the program. I mean, it, it really really is. What did you think of the hire of uh, Dave Benedict as new AD? Did you know much about him going in? He came coming from Auburn. Uh, do you think he's a good hire and to kind of right the ship a little bit in the American? He's he's solid. He's produced stability. He's, he's had to deal with a lot of issues. He had to deal with the with the with the, you know, they, they won, they'd won desperately to get in the Big 12, so that was part of it. That didn't happen because the Big 12 didn't do anything. And, and then, it, you know, and then he's got to deal with, I mean, he had, he had to fire the football coach and hire, and hire Randy Etzel back. So he's got to do a lot of things here to fix things. I mean, I still think you have to wait and see how, how everything, once everything is, uh, you know, in control, what happens. So so you just have to go from there. And and, and But he's, he's, he's been fine. And, but, but again, it is, this is final destination? Probably not. I, I think he wants to go to a Power Five conference uh, school, and then he's trying to build UConn so he can use that as a stepping stone for his own career. Yeah, just like Ward Manuel went to Michigan. No, sure, no, no question. Absolutely. About it. Uh, do, do you like that? You mentioned it earlier the Ed, Randy Edsall hire. Do you like him coming back? A lot of times, when coaches come back, it you know it, it's fifty fifty if it works out. I know the guy Kansas State Snyder that has worked out. Uh, there are examples of other coaches really haven't worked out. Do you think? Edsall's going to work at UConn. Well, I got to recuse myself on that one because I really like Randy personally. I've known him for a long time, and we talk we talk all the time. And he did he did get UConn to a, to the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, everyone forget seems to forget that. I mean, that was an amazing feat. If you look at, at the history of, of of where you know that's like getting BC to a, to a, to a, 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 a you know a BCS Bowl. Yes, no doubt that. about it. And, and now he's back. He's enthusiastic. I mean, he thinks he says it's a lot of work has to be done. But I think I, I, I certainly think in the long term, and I'm talking maybe I mean, maybe two or three years, they can be competing again for you know for the way Temple has won, the way Navy has won in that league. So yeah, I think it is a is a, a solid chance. And I think Randy will will do a good job in rebuilding again. You know, and I I've noticed too a big uptick in UConn recruiting. A lot of recruits come in. They turn. They got a kid from Windsor, Connecticut. Uh, coming to UConn, so I, in the last like t- six weeks, I've seen a big uptick in the recruiting for football uh, under Edsall. It's, it's been a noticeable change. Well, he's, he's, he Randy knows knows he's been around the block a few times. He knows how to do it. I mean, he did it once, and he can do it again. I mean, I think he's got he's got enthusiasm, you know, for for, for the job, and then and, and and he and he works well with people. So I, I think it's all it's all good. I mean, I'm optimistic, and I'm I'm rooting. I hope they, they do it because it's good for everybody. Yeah, no question about it. Good for New England football. Uh, Providence, let's talk about tonight, uh, Mark. Providence College. First of all, what do you think of their draw and how that all shakes out? They have to, they win tonight. They could play Friday against SMU. 
My biggest complaint with with the committee on that one was was that I mean, uh, you know, they they made the, they made the the tournament, which is fine, but to be in a, in, a, in a first round game in Dayton, uh, I I couldn't figure out why they were in that game. I, I looked at them and Marquette. Uh, they had the same record in the Big East. They beat Marquette twice during the regular season. They had a better RPI. I'm trying to figure out how the committee decided to put them in that game and not Marquette. Now that's I mean it's a small thing, but you know they're going to have the handful. USC can can USC beat UCLA. I mean it's it's going to be all full fledged. They could be they could be done by tonight. I mean it's going to be a tough battle for Providence. And then then they got to deal with I think SMU and that, and that's that's not going to be easy either. So it could be a short safer for the Flyers even though they do win. Yeah, I think URI winning their conference kind of pushed Providence to the first four. Uh, I, if I had a guess, I think that really hurt. Well, yeah, that, that, that's something. No, I had, but, but, but why, why, why Providence instead? Why Mar- Why Providence instead of Marquette? I, mean, I understand that, but but you know that that was. I mean, it was the same team. They were they had the same record, the same every same profile. Why does the committee think that that Marquette was better than Providence when the evidence would suggest? I mean, when you do tie records, the first thing you do is you can't take competition. Well, they beat them twice. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, no question about it. Let's look at UMass. Uh, what's going on there? It seems like uh, obviously Kellogg's out. Where, where does UMass look ahead for their new coach? Well, I, I think they're going to get a good coach, and I, I think it's a good situation. I mean, and it, it's uh, I think they're in a good league. They get good facilities. The AD Ryan Bamford is totally committed <clears throat> to making things better. I think they will get a good coach, and they can go in a lot of directions. I mean, they, 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 uh, the guy I think they should look at, and we'll, and we'll take a hard look at, and will be very, uh, pretty would energize things is, is Joe Dooley, who is the coach of Florida Gulf, uh, Gulf Coast. I mean, uh, you know, they, 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 they're, they're hot again. They got to play Florida State on Thursday night. So uh, if they win that game, well, then Joe Dooley is going to is going to elevate to the next up to a you know top five thing uh, uh, level in terms of interest. But but if, if Florida State wins. Uh, I would take a look, a look at Joe Dooley, and if that doesn't happen, you know, then then it's guys like Billy Cohen in Northeastern. Um, is it would begin. I would even go. I mean, to tell you the truth, I, I would take a hard look at bringing back Al Skinner. Um, he was done, you know, Al, Al Skinner did really did nothing wrong. He didn't deserve to get fired at BC. He's done a nice job in two years at Kennesaw State and and, and, and rebuilding them and turning them into it. So I mean, they've been 500 in that league for the last two years. He's a UMass guy. Uh, he's, a, you know, he's. I mean, he, he would, and he's won at the ACC, the A, the A10, and and the Big East level. I mean, I, I think he could he could get some spark going at, at up in Amherst. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, his name's hung up in the rafters right there at the Mullins Center too. Sure. I mean, it, it, well, I mean, it, it would be. You know, imagine having imagine having Dr. J come back for, for opening night. You know, I mean, it, I mean, just, the place will go crazy. And then down nine ninety one Quinnipiac. Uh, what's Tom Moore? You, well, first of all, what went, went wrong there? It seemed like he was doing a pretty good job, and then it kind of fell I, apart. I, know, I, I talked. I talked to Tommy yesterday, and we talked a long time about it. And see, they they had things going early on, and in the last two years, they they just had a glitch, and 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 and, and, and you know some mistakes were made recruiting, and didn't recruit quite the same kids. And 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 they had you know all of a sudden they go from winning you know from winning. Uh, 20 games to losing 20 games, and they did back to back, and and they made a move. I mean, they made a decision to go elsewhere. Um, if, to tell you the truth, you know, I, I 
Tom, Tommy understands, and then he he, had, he was there for six, seven, eight years, I think, and then he had a chance. And it, and it could be, supposedly, it's got great facilities, and they can win that league. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if they make a move to, to, to elevate themselves, and, and they might go up to someone like Mark Schmidt at St. Bonaventure, who is a very good coach and is, and is, and is, and is a BC grad, as a matter of fact. Um, I mean, if, if he came to Quinnipiac, I mean, that might. Yeah, not my turn some heads, and I could, you know, make some some changes there. Yeah, it seems like Quinnipiac's willing to spend money too. That's the vibe. They are, I get. and they are willing to spend money. They want to spend a lot of money to get a good coach. They are, they are willing to do that, and they have good facilities. Yeah, really, a beautiful facility too. They share it with hockey to each different arenas. It's it's under the same roof, though. Very nice. What's uh, Tom Moore? What's he want to do? You you said he spoke with him yesterday. Does he want to take a yeah, year he off? Wants, he wants to get he wants to get back on the bus. He doesn't want to take a year off. So he just got some. Uh, I don't know what he he got some opportunities. He might want to you know be an assistant coach to a you know like a like a sort of like a what Jordan Blinney was to Jim Cahoon and I had a program like that. Uh, so I, I think things will shake out in the next couple of weeks. I mean, you're going to see a lot of movement uh, after this weekend when when teams are eliminated when we're down to you know the the, the six thirty two and then sixteen teams. Well, then the people, the, the uh, schools looking for new coaches can, can move on guys who were, who were still in the tournament, and then we'll have the domino effect because if, if, if a, a coach, you know, has a job, and then that, that job opens up. So I think, I think next week will be a pretty wild week in, in, in the coaching carousel. I think you'll see a lot of movement in, in a lot of different directions. Last couple of minutes we have Mark Blanchon. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's just look into the tournament now, next couple of days. Uh, who, who are we looking at, uh, Mark? If you had to say a couple upsets here, uh, say a person just looking at the brackets tonight, filling their brackets out, who are you eyeing in these matchups here that you would potential, uh, you know, well, it, make a little it, run it, here? It, it, it's an upset seed-wise, but, you know, it's not an upset to the, to the, to the bookmakers. I mean, number 10, Wichita, is a six-point favorite over number seven Dayton, so I don't know whether you call that an upset or not. Um, I, I would, I would like you know the, the place. The place to look, obviously, is, is the five-twelve line, which has traditionally been been upset city, and and I and I and I think that you know um, there, there's there's certainly like Nevada over Iowa State. Watch out for that, um, you know, and and then. NC Wilmington could give Virginia a problem. Watch out for that. And and Middle Tennessee over Minnesota, I think that really is, is dangerous. I mean, so those, those are three upsets I see right off the bat. And do you like a team? Who was a team with a nice young coach? You know, we should follow like kind of like the Hurley uh, from last year at uh, Buffalo. Is there a coach out there who we should be looking? Who's you might see at the Power Five ranks in a year or two? You, I know you mentioned Florida Gulf Coast earlier. Any other coaches Joe we should Julia, look at? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this, uh, this, 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 the guy at, at uh, NC Wilmington. I mean, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's had he's had three good years in a row. I mean, he could wind up in North Carolina State. I mean, that's that's one one thing. And, and then Winthrop. And, oh, the other guy he didn't make the tournament, but 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 the guy uh, who's a good young coach is, is King Rice, who was in Monmouth. They lost in the NIT last night, uh, but 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 he he's he's drawn some. And he's a North Carolina guy, so. Interest and then who, who do you think, if you had a guess, who, who, who's the Mark Blanchon? We've got a Final Four prediction and uh, champion? You know, as, as, as good as I am in, in, in putting the field together, I am horrible in, in picking the field. And this year more than ever, because I think any one of 15 teams could wind up in the Final Four. I mean, I, I, 
I, I think the one thing you have to understand is that after the first weekend, it becomes a chalk tournament. It always has been. I mean, the, 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 the upsets are great t- tomorrow and, and, and Friday, but then we, we get down to the, to the nitty-gritty when we get to the Sweet 16. So I, so I, I look at the, the, and it depends on the bracket. So I went Duke, Gonzaga, Louisville, Kentucky, I mean, which is, you know, what, uh, three twos and a one. Um, which is which is probably it's going to be in that area. Now a lot of people like Arizona. Um, so, but in terms of anyone, you know, Villanova, North Carolina, are, are, are both certainly legitimate. Kansas is legitimate. But I but I kind of look at the brackets and, 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 and the matchups. And so that was my and I picked Kentucky to to be Gonzaga for the national championship. Okay, so you got the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. I do. I'm like, well, I, I like Cal, and I, and I think he's he's ready to to. to Step into the ring again. I mean, they're young, but when they play, man, they, they are scary good. And you like Gonzaga to make the Final Four for the first time to finally get over that. I home. do. I mean, I, I, I mean, the, the, you know, people are knocking them because they never do anything, you know, in the tournament. But, but they had. If you look at their history, I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, they, 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 you know, they had a bad draw. Uh, I looked at. The, I watched that team, and I think, you know, I think they're as solid as any team I've seen all year. I mean, they're talented. They have a good point guard. They have size. They have depth. And I think the best thing that happened to them was was losing to BYU and, and you know during the regular season. I think they take all the pressure of being undefeated off of them, and now they can go back and just just relax and and, and be what they are. And I think they're, I think they're a dangerous team. I think they're going to go real far. I really do. And I think they can make the final four. And they have a pretty, in terms of travel, pretty easy path: Salt Lake City, Utah, and then California, oh, sure. San they, Jose. They, they, Everything, yeah, everything, yeah. Salt Lake City, and then, 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 then they go to San Jose, and then, and then they go to, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, uh, it's, it's really easy. I mean, then they go to, then they went out to go to Phoenix. So, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not a hard travel thing. It's, it's, it's tough to the West Coast. Same thing for Arizona. Uh, Arizona will be Salt Lake City, and they said, I mean, same thing. And even, and, and my God, they, they could wind up playing the Final Four in, in, in Phoenix, which is, you know, a couple hours up the road from Tucson. You got me thinking, Mark. All your years covering the tournament, do you have a favorite city site to go and watch the tournament that you've liked over the years? Is there any two. venue? Yeah, two. One is New Orleans because I was like over New Orleans for big events. Yes. Yep. But the best, the best basketball atmosphere and the time is close is Indianapolis. I mean, it's Indiana. It, the town is compact. I mean, it's on final four, wonderful weekend. It is. It's it just absolutely great. It's just packed. You got basketball fans, you got coaches. I mean, and everything is right there. I mean, everything is really right within a four or five block uh, um, radius. Yeah, you're right, and that's a little. Of course, Glendale this year is probably the opposite of that uh, in terms that, of spread that, out. Yes, yeah, there'll be no atmosphere about anybody arena. I mean, you got to create the atmosphere, and it's and it's again. I don't want to knock the weather, but it's you know, it's Phoenix. It could be hot. It's, I mean, it's, it's not a basketball. It's not a basketball area. I mean, it's it's okay, but but it's it's, it's and then last question, just thought you talking about Duke, North Carolina early. You got me thinking, how long, and I was at the game on Friday with Duke in that, that great basketball game in the ACC tournament. How long do you think uh, Coach K will last and Roy Williams? Uh, do you think these guys are coming that's, down that's, the stretch that's, here? That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's funny. The ACC, I mean, they have three Hall of Fame coaches. I mean, Roy, you know, Coach K and then Jimmy Beheim. And Patino. And they, they, I Huh? And also Rick Pitino. Pitino, four, right, four. I, I, I think all of them, you know, I mean, especially especially Roy and, and, and Mike, they could be gone within two years. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be, you know, 
someone mentioned this the other day, is what happens if, if, if Duke or, or, or Roy wins the national championship this year? Will they step down? It wouldn't stun me. It wouldn't stun me, really. I mean, they both have, have accomplished what they want to accomplish. And, and then, you know, again, once you're up that high, I mean, everything else after that, you're, you're looking down. So, I mean, I would not be stunned by that. You could have, you could have like, you know, three openings, uh, you know, you know, I, th- I think Jim, Jim Bam, I think he's going to retire this year, to tell you the truth. I, th- I think he, he'll be gone by in, in a couple weeks. I think he'll fall a career. Oh, so you, so you think we've watched Jim Bam's last game already? Well, he could, he could be in NIT, and he's sitting at the end of the season, his career at the Garden in, in, in the NIT. I that's mean, true, yes. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think that's that's a possibility. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I heard more and more people are telling me that. And how great would that be for him? Especially, I I laughed when he made the comments about Greensboro, and then he plays Greensboro. He plays Greensboro tonight, and he, you know, and he and he the opener. I mean, that's you can't make that stuff up. <laughs> I wonder if the selection committee had some laughs when they were doing that at one. They, I'm, I think, and especially in that city, I mean, they, they do what they want to do in city. So I I wouldn't be surprised if they did that just to have a little giggle, yeah. Well, Mark, thanks so much. I really appreciate the time. It's as you mentioned, this is a very exciting uh, time of year. I want to get you on before this tournament started, and uh, we'll all be watching. Th- thanks so much for you know talking about coaching the games. It's it's, it's been a joy uh, covering this tournament okay. and talking with you. Well, enjoy enjoy the next couple of weeks. That'll be great. Thanks. Okay, Mark. Mark Blanchon joins us, and you can always catch him at TMGCollegeSports.com uh, as well. And uh, thanks again, Mark, for taking some time. Okay. Bye-bye. And thanks so much again for tuning in to the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. And enjoy March Madness, everybody. It's a lot of fun. I'd like to remind everybody you can catch us on SoundCloud. Also follow us on iTunes as well. And just recently, uh, this podcast will be uh, linked up with the BC Interruption SB Nation website there as well. So a lot going on with the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. Thanks once again so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.